Welcome to the Color and Chaos Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. My name is Jonah, and I'm coming from Macomb, Michigan. And so if this is your first time, I want to say welcome as well, and thank you for being a part of this. If you're listening on Spotify or iTunes, the Google Play Music Store, or even online, or maybe you're watching this on YouTube, I just want to say thank you. You are, you are the reason why this exists. And so no matter what you have going on in your heart, in your mind, in your day, um, it's an honor of, me, of mine to be able to share this moment with you. And so real quick, I just kind of want to go over what Color and Chaos is for those that maybe are new to this. Color and Chaos simply is just a cry um, from my heart that I know that I've noticed in my life that in the moments of hardship and trials and, and hurts and pains, those are the times that I know I've seen so much growth and knowing and understanding our creator, savior, and sustainer. Color and chaos is just a cry of the heart to, except for running away from the chaoses of our life, to instead lean into the Lord through them. And there is a color and chaos when we do that. So if you've been following this podcast, then you know that last week we didn't have an episode. I, I apologize for that. I was down in South Carolina visiting friends and family. And it was really awesome just to be able to uh, to get away and reconnect with uh, those uh, relationships in my life down in South Carolina. But for the most part, sometimes it's not really as much rest that I get when I travel down to South Carolina. For one, the, the drive down can be kind of taxing because it can be fairly long. Um, and for two, sometimes I'm meeting with people um, throughout the whole day and it's, it's hard to sometimes kind of get alone. So I have to deliberately take time to just kind of like just stop and just rest in the Lord and just to rest in general. And so when I was driving back from South Carolina, which would have been Saturday, um, and I'm recording this on Wednesday, but as I was driving back to South Carolina, I, I try to leave a little early to kind of give me some room to be able to get back in a, in a good amount of time so I'm not um, super tired for Sunday morning. And so as I was coming back, I had some hours to spare. And so I was just trying to think about where to stop so that I can just kind of rest and uh, be able to seek the Lord in the Word, and and just to be able just to gather my thoughts um, from all the running around I did throughout the week. And so I um, I kind of just um, took a moment and looked on my GPS for a park, and I found that there was a park in Kentucky, um, Cumberland Falls was the name of it. Uh, if you've been there, then you'll know what I'm talking about. But there was a waterfall that was nearby off of I-75 as I was coming back to Michigan. And so I, I put that in my GPS and, and I went to this waterfall um, that's, that was in Kentucky. I've never been there before or anything like that. But it was really interesting because as I got there, it's, you know, it's a tourist destination. So there's a lot of people there, all different ages, all different races or backgrounds, and they're all there. And so I park my car, I get out, and I get my backpack, which has my journal and, uh, and my Bible in it. So the same journal that's right in front of me right here. And so I go there and I finally just kind of, after looking at the waterfall and everything, I find a picnic table and I just sit down and I just, I just breathe, I just breathe and I pull out my Bible and I pull out my journal and, um, and I'm just like, all right, Lord, like after all the craziness of this week and as many people as I, I, I spoke with and, and caught up with and, and everything, Lord, just, just a time just to kind of transition back um, to what you're doing with me in Michigan and also just, you know, living alone and everything that comes with that. So as I was just seeking rest in that moment, um, a poem came to my mind that, um, that, that came to me years and years ago. And I've shared it on this podcast before. 
Um, but when I first moved up to Michigan, there's this poem that kind of came to me as I was looking out on the bay uh, in a place called Traverse City. And so if you're watching it, I'm going to do the, the mitten il- illustration with my hand. Um, Traverse City is kind of where the uh, where the middle finger and the uh, and the uh, the ring finger kind of meet. Um, so that that's where Traverse City is. And as I was there, uh, a poem came to my mind which says this: "It says where the wind rages and my reflection fades, that's where I find you. Where the wind rages and my reflection fades, that's where I find you." And and to summarize that that poem. In, in in the moments where I I am just overwhelmed by the just the magnitude and the mightiness of God, whether it be through wind, whether it be through uh, beauty, whether it be through just anything around me that that reminds me of how big God is and how small I am, where the wind rages, and as I was there by the bay in Traverse City, uh, the wind was just going really really fast and really hard. And as I was looking down in the water, my reflection was kind of fading because of the wind. And it was in that moment that I stopped thinking about me and my attention went towards the Lord. And so as I'm here now, years later, I mean, goodness, it's uh, about three years after that moment, as I'm sitting here by the waterfalls here in Cumberland Falls in Kentucky, and I'm sitting there at the picnic table, I'm thinking about this poem, because all around me, there's so much things going on. There's people, um, there's, there's sounds, there's the waterfall, there's the mist that kind of is coming out of the waterfall. And there's so much that I'm thinking about, whether it be from my trip down to South Carolina or what's going on up here in Michigan. There's so much just kind of on my mind and heart in that moment. And as I was thinking about that, where your wind rages and my reflection fades, that's where I find you. I was just thinking about the fact that so often I know my attention is on myself, um, whether it be on my ability or whether it be on um, my schedule or whether it be on my um, in- insufficiencies. And and I know I'm not alone in this. So I just kind of stopped and I just had a moment where um, I was looking in the Word and I was in Psalms. I was in Psalms 9 specifically. So in that moment, I wrote down um, I, I wrote down some thoughts, and I wanted to share that with you because I'm a firm believer that no matter who you are or what you're going through, that we can each relate to that feeling of just desiring rest and just desiring just to just breathe for a moment and just say, okay, Lord, where are you and where do I need to be? And so this is what I wrote, and, and I'll expound on it in a little bit, but this is what I wrote as I was sitting there in Cumberland Falls. As I write this, I am overlooking Cumberland Falls in Kentucky on the way back to Michigan. Though the falls are beautiful, I am reminded that true joy, peace, and rest come from you and you alone. I was reminded how things grew so strangely dim when I first surrendered my life to you and how it grows strangely dim in the moments where I stop and I just seek you above all else when everything else doesn't matter, but you are solely what I'm focusing on. It seems like everything else just kind of fades away. And in the moments where I just say, Jesus, I'm yours, you overshadow me with joy, love, grace, mercy, and acceptance. And it's always in moments that will bring me to awe and wonder. In those moments, nothing else matters but you. And I wrote down that poem of what I shared earlier, where your wind rages and my reflection fades, that's where I find you. And then I said this, and, and, and I pray that what I wrote down here is a cry of our hearts and that it's a prayer of our hearts, no matter what you may be going through. But I wrote down this, overwhelm my self-focused heart with the roar of your waterfalls. 
It's interesting, Lord. I'm reading Psalms 9, 1 through 2, which says, I will praise you, Lord, with all of my heart. I will tell of all the marvelous things you have done. I will be filled with joy because of you. I will sing praises to your name, O Most High. And as I sit here, the people, sounds, and waterfall kind of fades to the background. O God, may joy be found in you and you alone. As I was sitting there and I was reading Psalms 9, it it hit me that the psalmist of David, David who is writing this psalm, he says, look, Lord, I will praise you, Lord, with all of my heart. I will tell of all the marvelous things you have done, and I will be filled with joy because of you. I will sing praises to your name, O Most High. Now, this is just two verses out of the beginning of this psalm, and he goes on to start talking about um, other things going on in his life, whether it be um, his enemies that were around him that were trying to overtake him, and, and he goes on to start talking about judgment and how, how you know, when people are doing things that, that are just oppressing others, how the Lord um, looks at that and in, in disgust and that the Lord desires to do something about it and that the Lord is the good judge that will be able to bring justice to those that are feeling hurt or abused or neglected. And so he's talking about all of that later on in the psalm. psalm. But it, it just kind of stood out to me as I was sitting there just saying, Lord, I just need rest. I need focus. And I just need you. Because in that moment when he's saying, I will praise you, Lord, with all of my heart, what's really interesting is that David doesn't give all of these exceptions to when he will and when he won't praise God. He's saying, look, I, no matter what, I will praise you, God, with all of my heart. And now I would be ignorant to believe that David, you know, did this all the time. I know even later on in in other Psalms in, in the Bible that there's sometimes where David is saying, look, God, where are you? Where are you right now? There's times where David's looking at God saying, God, have you, have you abandoned me? Are, are you even there? So David's not saying this in a, in a haughty or a, you know, a a very, you know, um, high and mighty way. He's not saying this arrogantly. He's saying, look, not only is this what I want for my life, I want to praise you with all of my heart, but he's almost saying this as a declaration or a prayer saying, look, I will praise you, Lord, with all of my heart. I will tell of all the marvelous things you have done. And so in this moment, David is, 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 is not letting anything else around him take away from the fact of what he knows and where he knows that he needs to be. And what he knows and where he needs to be is that he needs to be focused on focusing on the Lord with everything, no matter what is going around. And in this moment, as I was looking at the waterfall, I was just thinking, Lord, you know, so often all of my thoughts or many of my thoughts are kind of focused on myself. And and I'm sure you can, uh, you can, kind of understand where I'm coming from because maybe you you feel that as well. So often our thoughts are on ourselves and it's hard sometimes to focus on the bigger picture, to focus on the Lord because there's so many things going on in our life that, that are kind of weighing us down or distracting us or, or just kind of overtaking us. But as I was sitting here by the waterfall, there were so many reasons why I, I, I shouldn't be able to focus on the Lord. There was the sounds, there was the noise, there was the distraction, there was the beauty. But in that moment when, when I, like David, was saying, okay, Lord, I want to praise you with all my heart. And, and I want to tell of all the marvelous things you've done. He brought me to the realization that it's not about me. Our praise to God shouldn't depend on what we are going through or what we, you know, what what is kind of on our hearts or mind, but our praise should be a natural reflection of the fact that we have breath and that because we are here today, that the Lord has a plan and purpose for us through that day. And it's not by accident that we are here. 
And so this right here can set somebody free today that no matter what you are going through, your, your, your position to your creator, savior, and sustainer does not depend on what you have done or what you are doing, but it depends all on what he has done and what he is doing. And what he has done is that God himself, he, he knows our heart and he knew that we cannot praise him with all of our heart. Why? Because we are so broken on our own apart from him that our focus is so on ourself that we are so self-worshiping that he knew that he alone had to fix the heart within us to help us be able to praise him with everything. And so what God did, he sent him, his son, he sent himself, his word became flesh and dwelt among us. And Jesus lived the life that we couldn't live in order to make pure our hearts that, are, are, that once was defined by our sin and our brokenness, but now can be defined by his freedom and by his surrender and sacrifice on the cross. Jesus died so that we could be made pure, so that we can praise him with all of our heart. And so David is saying, look, Lord, I will praise you with all of my heart, not because of my own ability or my own strength, but because of all that you can do and all that we know that he has done for us. I will praise you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all the marvelous things you have done. I will be filled with joy because of you. I will sing praises to your name, O Most High. In that moment, as I was thinking about the poem and I was reading this, I will praise you, Lord, with all of my heart. And I was saying, you know what, Lord, there's times where I don't praise you with all my heart, but I want to, I want to, I want to. But there's so many reasons why sometimes it feels like I'm justified to not praise you with all my heart. Maybe I'm going through something or feeling something or, or something has been done to me. But as I was sitting there, I was thinking about, you know, where the, your wind rages and my reflection fades. That's where I find you. And I almost felt like another part added on to that. And I couldn't help but think, okay, the wind rages and the water flows regardless of me being here. At the end of the day, the water was flowing regardless if I even knew the water was there. And likewise, this life isn't about me. This life isn't about you. That, that sometimes it's so easy to focus on ourselves where we fa fail to see, wait a minute, Lord, literally you give me breath so that I can praise you with that breath that you've given me. You give me time to be able to worship you with the time that you've given me. You give me gifts and abilities to be able to use it for your good and for your glory. That, that this, this water that rages and the wind that, that, that just goes all around me is there but regardless of me being there. That, that you don't change because of what I go through. God, you don't change because of what I experience. It's so easy just to be bogged down by the things that we are going through that we fail to see, that, that, that we were created to praise him with every bit of our being. With every bit of our being, we were made to praise him. When we, when we focus on him and not, not on ourselves and what we have going on in our life, but when we take time and we take a moment to say, okay, Lord, I want to focus on you. I want to focus on you. When we wake up each and every day saying, Lord, how can I focus on you? How can I know you more? When that happens, our praise, our desire to tell others about him, our, our joy, he said in verse two, I will be filled with joy because of you. Our joy and, and our praise and our ability to be able to focus on things beyond ourselves or our, our external circumstances, that will all come naturally. And that all starts with saying, Lord, help me not be focused on myself, but help me be focused on you who gives me being and gives me existence. 
All the beauty around us is, is there to remind us of the magnitude and the mightiness of his love for us, that he loves us so much that he has created us with a plan and purpose that goes far beyond anything this world can offer. The wind will rage and the water will flow regardless of you, yet the Lord has a plan and purpose for you and for me. And we can know that plan and purpose when we lean into him saying, Lord, how, how, how beautiful you are and how I need you so much. May the cry of our hearts, may the cry of my heart be, okay, Lord, I just want to know you. I just want to know you. Help me know you more. At the end of the day, <laughs> we're going to die. But yet with the Lord, there is life and there is freedom and there is victory. And he promises that. In John three sixteen, it says, for God so loved the world that he came, that he came, he gave himself. He gave his only son so that whoever believes in him and surrenders to him will not perish, but will have everlasting life. And how can that be? Because in the moment that we believe in Christ and we surrender to Christ and say, okay, my life is yours. My life exists around you. The moment that that happens, we choose life and we stop being identified by the death and decay that our sin brings. That all of us has sinned and fall short of the glory of our creator, savior, and sustainer. And in the moment that we surrender our, our, our identity that's wrapped around ourself and we say, okay, look, Lord, my identity, my focus is going to be on you. The moment that that happens, no longer are we defined by our sin and by our death, but we are defined by life and by the Savior. Heavy heart, no matter what you be, are going through, may our hearts not be self-focused, but may be focused on the one who created ourselves, and that is Jesus May we be filled with joy as we meditate on the reality of, Lord, you have given me another day, another opportunity to do things right and to do things the way that you have created me from the beginning to do. But Lord, help me not lean on my own strength or my own understanding, but help me lean on you. Cumberland Falls reminded me that the Lord is where I find my joy and the Lord is where I find my rest and the Lord is where I find my focus. Heavy heart, what are you going through that is wanting to take your, your, your focus? What are you going through that is wanting to take away your rest? And what are you going through that is wanting to take away your joy? May we have a heart that says, in the name of Jesus, you will not rob my joy, you will not rob my rest, and you will not rob my focus. Because I have a God that goes way beyond anything that this world can offer. And that God is above anything that threatens to rob my life and rob my focus that, that is placed upon you. You were created for such a far greater purpose than anything this world can offer. And it starts by saying, Lord, I don't want my praises to be dependent on the things of this world anymore. I don't want my focus to be distracted by so many things around me, but Lord, I want to position my life through you and through your wisdom and through your strength. Lord, position my life so that I am focused on you no matter where I'm at, no matter what I'm going through and no matter what has happened to me. And that comes through surrender. Verse nine, the Lord is a shelter for the oppressed, a refuge in time of trouble. Verse 10, those who know your name trust in you. For you, O Lord, do not abandon those who search for you. Heavy heart, 
Everything that we reach for is, is, is from a desire within us, searching for something that will fill a void within us that comes through the brokenness of our sin and our depravity. May we search for him knowing, Lord, when I search for you, you won't turn me away. May our heart be a heart of surrender, saying, Lord, ultimately you are all I need. There's so many things that can steal our focus from a waterfall to a, to a situation at home or a situation that is going on within relationships in your life. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, this, all of this, all of this is so temporary. But a relationship with our creator, savior, sustainer is, is an investment that will be eternal. May we focus on that which matters today. And at the end of the day, surrender saying, Lord, it's never been. Yeah, I don't uphold you, but you uphold me. Psalms 10, verse 16 and 17 and 18, it says this. The Lord is king forever and ever. Lord, you know the hopes of the helpless. Surely you will hear the cries and comfort them. You will bring justice to the orphans and the oppressed. So mere people can no longer terrify them. And when I'm reading this psalm, and as I was sitting there by the waterfall, I was also reminded that, yes, the, the wind will rage and the water will go regardless of me, but also at the same time, that when we realize that the Lord is the king over all, we will be used for his plan and purpose, and we will surrender ourselves for his use. And so this, when, when David was writing in Psalms 10, he says, surely you will hear the cries and comfort them. One of the ways that the Lord can comfort the cries of those that are hurting is through us, through you, that you literally are, 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 are a tool for the Lord to use to fix the brokenness around us. But that can't happen if we rely on our own strength and our own ability, but it only can happen when we focus on Christ and we surrender ourselves to Christ. Because at the end of the day, it is only the Lord that can fix anything. On our own strength, all we can do is place band-aid on problems, but the Lord is the healer of hearts, of healer of souls, and he has delivered us from the bondage of our sin and our death. And when we say, okay, deliverer of the bondage of death of me, use me to help bring others to you because you can be able to deliver them from the bondage of their sin and death. Some of us right now, and I know I've felt this before, but sometimes we feel so worthless that we can't even begin to imagine that the Lord can use us. Sometimes, maybe something that you've been through or you've gone through, or maybe something that you're going through now or something that you've doing, you're doing or, or maybe it's, it's something going on around you. Sometimes that we just feel so worthless that we can't imagine that the Lord wants to use us. But I want to tell you now, and I pray that this delivers somebody today, that the Lord wants to use you regardless of what you've done. Why? Because it never depended on you. It never depended on you. It's always been about him. He's the one that gives us strength. He's the one that gives us purpose. He's the one that gives us joy. He's the one that even fills our hearts so that we can praise him. He's the one that, is, that supplies the water for the waterfall. And it's not about the waterfall. The focus is on the water and the water comes from God, from our creator, savior, sustainer. 
The water doesn't depend on me. The wind doesn't depend on me. This life doesn't depend on me, but it depends on him. He gives me life in order for me to use it for his plan and purpose. And likewise, you are not a lost cause, no matter what you've gone through, no matter what you are going through. And I pray that you know, you know, at the end of the day, that a life focused on yourself is a life that is wasted. Heavy heart, may this free us today. May our focus be on him who gives us life, not on us who has life. Because our life is, is temporary, but his life is eternal. And when we focus on him, we can be able to focus on what really matters. And everything else can grow strangely dim, including the external circumstances in our life. You are not a lost cause, but the Lord has a plan and purpose for you. And that begins through surrender. That begins through surrender. I will praise you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of the marvelous things you have done. I will be filled of joy, with joy because of you. And I will sing praises your name, O Most High. The only way that we can do that is when we know him. Do we know him? Do we know him? Do we desire to know him more? At the end of the day, if, if, if I died, the Lord is still Lord and he is still Lord of the waterfall and he is still Lord of the, of the wind. But while I'm here, the Lord has such a, a plan and a purpose for me that I don't want to waste as I focus on myself. May our focus not be on ourselves, but may it be focused on the Savior. For he is the one that will lead us into purpose, into, into rest and into joy and into a life that is filled with praise. Praise through our lips and praise through our actions and praise through our thoughts. And so I want to pray for you and, and just give this and surrender this moment to the Lord and say, okay, Lord, today is the day that you have made. Lord, help us rejoice in you alone. So here, as, no matter what you are doing as you're watching or listening to this, I just want to pray and, and you can pray with me. But Lord God, just thank you so much that you are God of the waterfalls, you are God of the wind, and you are God of me. You are God of us. No matter what we are going through, Lord, we just in this moment say, Lord, help us focus on you and what matters. Help us be a vessel and a tool for you to use to go to those that are hurting and oppressed and, and those that are, are damaged and those that, are, that are, are afflicted by not only their own sins, but sins of others. Help us be those that have praise that is consciously just on our thoughts and on our mind, no matter what we are going through. Help us be people that is so focused on you that everything else just grows strangely dim, even through the roars of waterfalls and through just the force of wind that is all around us. There is color and chaos, but it is only found through you and you alone. It's not through, found through our ability or our understanding, but it's found through surrender. So Lord, help us surrender to you. Help us not be self-focused, but help us be focused on you. Help us not be self-focused, but help us be focused on you. Jesus, please use us. We are yours and we surrender to you today and we thank you and we praise you for all that you have done and all that you are going to do. Lord, you take messes and you make them matter. Lord, you take brokenness and you make it beautiful. So Lord, we are nothing but broken vessels apart from you, but we surrender to your hands to mold us to be who you've created us to be and to be used for your plan and your purpose that goes far beyond anything this world can offer. So Jesus, we surrender to you and we thank you for everything that you have done. Lord, help us desire to know you and to make you known. We need you, Lord. In your name we pray and we surrender. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being a part of this. And I just pray that this blesses you no matter where you're at.
heavy heart, no matter what you are going through, I pray that you know that you are loved and that the Lord has a plan and purpose. It goes far beyond anything this world can offer. God bless you. You have a great day. I'll talk to you later. See ya.